Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Get Your Shine Box. Not an advice show. Not uh, a movie show. No. It's, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. What, what exactly is it? I, I was kind of lost there for a sec. Did you just have a stroke? I just had it. Yeah, too soon. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I just... You, uh, That's okay. Hey, let's start again. Let's start again. Okay. In a time... <laughs> We're podcasters a dime a dozen, and everyone's got an opinion. So do these two motherfuckers. <laughs> no, there you go. That's a little bit more solid. So, <laughs> welcome to Get Your Shine Box. Uh, we're a couple of uh, brothers, fools, if you will, who yeah. love to hang out. Vagabonds. Talk, talk, rogues. Rogues. Uh, love to get together and talk about films and talk about the movies we watched when we were kids, and then sort of think like, hey, were these as good as they we thought they were? But more importantly, is there anything we can take away to help become better parents? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, before we get into kind of the meat and potatoes of the podcast, tell me about your week as a uh, dad. Yeah. So, so um, good, but but uh, heartbreaking. I'll oh, tell no. you what. Oh dear. Okay. So this is yeah, not tragic, but heartbreaking. So um, my my son's very good at soccer, mm -hmm. and maybe I'm I am definitely looking through parental eyes. No, no. But he's good. He's very good. He's nine. He's 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 just he's fast. And he's Good kicker and, and all that kind of thing. So we brought him to these soccer tryouts. Oh no! Yeah, I mean, like where this is going already. Sorry, right? I'll go on. Yeah, uh, and he killed someone. No. Um, <laughs> well, when he didn't he, get in, that's it. Well, he he hit he kicked the ball so hard. Oh my god! It shattered a boy's face into pieces, uh, and they still didn't let him in. No. So he he did super well. It yep. was a day one of tryouts. He did super well. He was he was doing awesome. And, um, you know, uh, I was there cheering him on, and I was so happy I was there to, to witness this. Yeah, for sure. And to see him do his awesome moves. And then um, he got uh, asked to come for a callback. Okay. Thing, right? This so, is good so far. Yeah. Is it moving along? That's it. So uh, he was meant to, it was just over the last weekend to come back to this callback and, and do it. He woke up, and he was feeling sick. Uh, he was like, oh, I don't feel very good, and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, so I'm sorry, buddy. Do you, do you think you can continue on and stuff? He's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, well... Here, have some Sheldon's Tylenol, have some whiskey, and, you know. <laughs> the hot toddy. I think it was dad's solution to <laughs> what, what do you got there? Broken leg? Yeah. Hot toddy. Hey, you gotta drink this. <laughs> I feel funny. Now in the wound. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, we, we drugged him up, and, and uh, we went, and, and he played, and he was, obviously, he was a little less than he was. Did you let the coach know ahead of time that he was uh, a little bit under the weather? We didn't have an opportunity. Oh, okay, okay. Kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, he he, play, he still played really well. Like, okay. he's still such a champion, you know. Yeah. And, um, uh, I mean, the, the, the end story of that is that he uh, he did not get accepted. It was it was pretty, it was tight competition. Fair enough. Mm. But he got to the second round, and he's in this other kind of version of soccer. So he's still playing. So. Okay. Well, and it was disappointing that he didn't get in, though, right? Yep. But then I think I got what he got on... What he Ooh, had on Sunday, I got yeah, on Monday. Right. And it wiped me out. Oh, Tristan, I'm sorry. Like, I was wiped out. And I'm like, oh, my God. I made my son go play soccer when he felt like this. <laughs> and I seriously couldn't take more than four steps away from the toilet. Like, it was bad stuff. And so, I was like, it was like, oh, jeez. Because when the kids get sick, you're always like, oh, you're okay, champ. No you kidding. Know? Did hey, you shame him? Like, did yeah. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> ding, ding, oh, I know. Shame. So the, my my stellar parenting moment was realizing that he was probably far sicker than he was letting on. Uh, and when I was sick, I was like, oh, I feel awful. There's no way in the world I could allow 
I could even look at a soccer ball, let alone try to play it. So that was my stellar parenting. Yes, Boo! Well, you know what? I, I can tell you that that same flu went through our house. Yeah. And the kids did not have it as bad as the adults did. Like, when the adults had it, like, mm. Laura was, like, bedridden. She was messed up. Yeah. Insane. I mean, I was, like, power heaving. <laughs> like, we had this big, like, pizza night with Scarlett and I kind of by ourselves. And we're like, yeah. hey, let's, we're going to have, like, a little treat. And, you know, yeah. hey, this is awesome. And then just, oh, Like, no. it was, oh, yeah. Just, like, sprayed up, like, the wall. I and mean, it was awful. So, I mean, I know what you're talking about, how bad that felt. Yeah. Scarlett got the same thing. And she was like... <laughs> kind of down for a little bit. It wasn't feeling so good. Stayed home and just like then, in about twenty minutes later, it was just like yeah, 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 yeah. So don't don't feel that bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know what? Um. So my parenting the week this week, a couple of things that have actually been pretty pretty nice. Oh. So I really try to always encourage the kids to spend as little time as possible on their tablets and such yeah. and do things, but. Um, this week we've really been, cause it's been nice out. We're like, Hey, let's go do some fun stuff. And the girls came up with the idea of going to the park. Hmm. Uh, so they wanted to go do some underducks. Um, so one of the things we typically do in the spring and Scarlett's like fearless and you know, the, and the kids love to swing and do their own thing. So yeah. you're like, okay, let's go and have some park time. And you know, I was kind of tired and not really feeling it. Uh, but they're like, Hey daddy, can we go to the park? And I'm like, uh, yes, no problem. <laughs> and so you kind of like, you push yourself to do it, but. Yeah. You know what? In the end, it was super, super fun. And, you know, they got some time to be away. And we made like, a little fire afterwards. They watched a movie together. Like, it was really cool. And I'm like, you know what? Every time when you're feeling too tired to do something, yeah. push a little harder and just get through it. So yeah. this was a good little kind of parenting reminder for me. Oh, that's uh, nice. This week, that's yeah. Funny. So that part was nice. Was All happy. right. Yeah. Oh. All right, well. Oh, let's, uh, let's dive into this. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny because when we were thinking about the selection of this, mm. uh, one of our friends at Geeky Dads had just put up a bit of a meme on their, uh, like, through Facebook. Yeah. And I noticed it, and I was like, oh, look at that. Like, they're talking about the, the shelf, like, the second yeah. shelf. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of off limits, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's so, so funny. And then you came up with a suggestion to watch. Lost Boys. Right. Yeah, and it's funny, I, I don't know if that was actually... A meme that Mark posted or his actual fridge? I feel like it actually was because it got like <laughs> brand new mug, uh, yeah. root beer there, which probably was not, like it was a can too, yeah. so it definitely was not from that. But I love that he's recreated that in his house if that's the case that he has. That's how dedicated he is. God, you know what? He is an artist in every, you know, fashion of the world. He lives my dream. <laughs> just, you know what? <laughs> from awesome, like, movie thing to movie thing. Those uh, guys are awesome. They are so fun. Totally. Um, yes, and, and uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention um, that we did uh, St. Paxton's Day with them. Yes, yeah, so we did, yeah. we did do St. Paxton's Day. So mm -hmm. uh, for anyone who doesn't know, mm -hmm. we have uh, our uh, ritual that we do on the 17th of March, yep. which is, as opposed to just St. Patrick's Day, we celebrate the work of Bill Paxton. I think we probably yep. mentioned this in the Tron episode. Mm -hmm. It was coming up. But, right. uh, so what was, the, what was on the menu for that little number? Well, we, we started with a little... I passed out. Yeah. <laughs> That's how good it was. So... A, a little aperitif. We, we started with uh, Tombstone. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, always a great film. Yep. Always great. And uh, the, the, the game was we'd, we'd have a little uh, drinky drink whenever we heard Paxton do kind of a Paxton-y wine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what did we land on for like the special drink though? Oh, yeah. We, were, we, we tried a few, but we landed on uh, a uh, shot of whiskey with a big dollop of barbecue sauce. Oh, <laughs> man. It seemed like a good idea. Oh, just... <laughs> so when it went into the barbecue sauce, the sauce yeah. obviously like was getting punched around oh. by the scotch. Uh, and it kind <laughs> of... It turns into these little like feed eye yeah. or like baby aliens of sorts. Oh, yeah. So they look heinous, they taste 
Yeah. As as heinous. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. you know what? You got to respect the Texas barbecue sauce in That's honor it. of our boy Bill Paxton. And it's funny because I um I already um I find like like gelatin and Jello quite emotionally challenging. Right. That's so true. it was it was a tough drink. They were idiot. But we um, we moved on from there, and we decided to tackle Navy SEALs. Yeah. Uh, which was um, very interesting. Paxton, again, I, I actually forgot he was in it. and Because uh, well, he doesn't have a lot of dialogue in there. Yeah, he's, I think he's got like all of two lines. I think he lets the mustache speak for itself. It does. Yeah. And, it, and it speaks volumes. But he gets killed in that. So we yeah. took another shot. And then Edge of Tomorrow. Right. And we were a little smarter in that because you could technically say that he dies in every reset, which mm. would be dangerous. So luckily <laughs> we only, only did a shot at the uh, the first death. Yes. And then Cap the Night, uh, which we shared with the three geeky dads, uh, Predator 2. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good fun. It was. It was a very, very fun evening. Um, but um, yeah, but now we've landed on this so so tell me about what Lost Boys kind of means to you. Like, what, what was great about it? Because we've actually tackled this movie, not for this, but other times and during COVID. Yeah, yeah. Because we were doing, we were working with Ross, who has been on the show. We were working yep. with Chad, who's been on the show. Yep. And we were thinking about themes of movies we would watch. And so yeah. we, everyone would get a pick and we would go through. But on this one, it was about soundtracks that were yes. so awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the, I don't remember who selected it, but boy... I always think about this movie in light of its soundtrack because yes. I had this cassette uh, and we played the shit out of it. Oh my God, yeah. Like this, the music in this is just perfect. Well, most of it. Most of it's perfect. <laughs> Except well, especially yeah. Sergio. Yeah. <laughs> Sergio. No. There's the odd turd. But you know what? It, it is so wild. And what's, what's cool that you identified, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but is that a lot of the soundtracks are all from these like kind of studio solo artists, mm -hmm. which is neat because I was like, oh, this... Must be this, must be this, but no, no. They were just, it's for some of them, speaking of Sergio, it's yep. like their first kind of endeavor on their own since being associated with like another band and things like that. 100%. Yeah, but um, yeah, okay, when I think about this film, I actually think about A, the soundtrack, B, the costumes. Yes. Everybody, most everybody looks amazing. Like it looks so cool. Yeah, you like know? it wasn't that far away from grunge, but it, this yeah. was probably like where pre-grunge would have started. Because yeah. like you say, everyone's like, it's kind of shaggy. Everyone's yep. not like kind of locked into these like corny or cheesy styles. Yep. With the exception of one individual. <laughs> just like owned all of that. Oh yeah, we'll get to him. We'll For get sure. to him with this beautiful Rob Lowe midriff poster. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's worrisome because his brother looks a little bit like Rob Lowe. I know. And I don't even want to know how to connect that. Like, even, <laughs> I'm afraid to touch it. Like do brothers yeah. do that kind of stuff? Like, I know brothers hug, but really hug? I don't know. Sam, Sam does seem to have a pretty tight relationship with Michael. Like, yeah, like they hold hands a lot. So yeah. maybe they're just close. Well, and maybe that's why Michael tries to stuff him in the tub. Like, just, <laughs> you know too many secrets. And like, I can't be a cool vampire if you're going to be out there. That's right. You're going down, Sammy. Like, yeah. just... Luckily, we'll get to this, somebody hucks a dog at him. <laughs> but, uh... that, that one key grip with the bad back. <laughs> that's it, oh God. Yeah, damn you, Nanook. I know. Oh, Schumacher. Yeah. I need you to throw it 20 more times. No. I didn't quite get it. I put on these rubber nipples. <laughs> Just lock that down. Uh, so, um, so we'll go through this. Okay. Uh, well, this so film. So the film itself is pretty tight. So yeah. what do we got? So uh, tight film, uh, but a classic. I'm sure we're going to be enthusiastic yeah. about this. I'd say you've got a good solid four minutes. Show watch, me the magic. Watch 358, okay? Watch this. And... You yeah, got like the commander watch? The commander watch. <laughs> yeah. Always. I'd love to get that as a sort of our start. For that would. Oh, get, get we that. should. All right, get that going. Okay, let me write that down. Commando noise. Yep. 
That's that. Maybe that's uh, the good news is because it never works half the time. We can go as long as we want. Really, but uh, I think that'll be a nice when we get into the description of the movie. That's what we're gonna do is have the commando noise done, right? I think. Okay, I'm gonna add yeah. that in. Well, then uh, and I've started. Okay, so um, <laughs> we are <laughs> we're first introduced to uh, Santa Carla. Santa Carla. Right, and we've actually walked on that boardwalk. We definitely have when we yeah. were kids. Yeah. When it was Santa Cruz? It's Santa Cruz. Yeah, okay. So, uh, when it was Santa Cruz. Uh, before it changed. No, so um, it starts off right away. We are introduced to uh, the, the the boardwalk itself with the carnival. Not carnival, but like kind of the, what do you call that, a fair? Yeah, there's a big like, um, yeah, carnival. I think that's probably appropriate. Or yeah, big, like Wonder Wharf, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basically. So, um, so they're on Wonder Wharf. Uh, we're, we're introduced to like, it's, it's busy. People are like, like, you know, enjoying their evening and things like that. Oh, and kids being kids. Kids being kids. And we see kind of um, these, these ruffians on a uh, carousel. Correct. And so they're, they're having fun on this carousel. And then we all of a sudden are introduced to a bunch of other sexier uh, kids. <laughs> no kidding. Right. Like there's rough kids and then there's sexy kids and yeah. there's rough sexy kids. There's, that's, these, that's the whole town. That's it. These are the rough, sexy kids. Right. Uh, and so um, they come on, and uh, we see uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Yes. And he goes over, and he's, like, um, sticking his thumb or something into the mouth of some woman. Or what is he? What's happening? He's, like, touching her face. Yeah. You know yeah. what? So, here, like, they've got the tough kids. Yeah. And then the sexy kids come. And yeah. then, like, the sexy kids kind of, like, you know, it's pretty forward with the guy's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, which I kind of get. Like, I would be not super impressed with this movie either. Yeah. So they kind of, you know, want to start some shit. That's it. So, um, uh, yeah, Ruffian with the, uh, the, the like, platinum blonde kind of swirl. The, the fucking... Uh, the, the little, like, yellow skunk. Yeah, yellow skunk. There <laughs> yeah. he is. Yellow skunk. He's got such a weird face, too. Yeah, I feel like if he was, like, a prototype for, like, what Popeye would look like. Like, <laughs> really human. like not with the forearms, but just kind of, like, a yeah. weird, like, squished forward face. Yeah, it was a weird squished forward face. So, uh, anyway... Um, uh, that guy, yellow skunk. Uh, skunk. Thank you. He uh, That's his he, name. he gets into a scuffle yeah. with um, Kiefer, and then I think Kiefer goes and grabs his face. Yeah, like he's not phased at all. No, he's gonna right? pop him like a zit. Yeah, and then um, a security guard goes and throws a, a baton over Kiefer's um, front, like over his neck, and he's like, "I warned you guys to stay off of the boardwalk." And is that a trigger word, I guess, for Kiefer? Like, is he, before he became a vampire, did everyone tell him not to come around here? Because literally everyone he encounters tells him not to come around here. That's right, too. Like, even Max, yeah. the video store owner. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of told you say, not to come around no, here. <laughs> he does. He says, I told you guys not to come around here. So maybe that's on purpose. Maybe because to even throw us more off the scent of Max. Yeah. You're like, oh shit, Max is dead now. Because he shined off Kiefer in the same way. Well, exactly. I, but yeah. what I'm suggesting is, obviously, yeah. this is something he takes offense to. Yeah. And maybe he's even doing it to, like, rile him up. Or maybe it's it a sexy safe word. It is a sexy safe word. That's right. Yeah, stay off the boardwalk. No, don't come around here. Don't come around here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll be coming everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. necklaces? Oh, stick your gloved hand in oh. my mouth. Oh. Okay, so, um, so, so that happens, and they get pushed off the boardwalk and you get to see a bit more of the gang. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can remember their names just off the top of my head. You got Marco. Yes. You have Dwayne. You do have Dwayne. <laughs> That's the one I never got, but you've obviously watched the credits tighter than I did. Oh, well, just just now. Marco, Dwayne, and uh, Blondie. What the hell's his name? It was Paul. Paul. There it is. Paul's one of them, too. Yeah, Paul's Blondie because Marco is Alex Winter. Correct. Yeah. Who's kind of crazy, like... 
like froey mullet there. Oh, that's yeah. a, that's a hairdo. Oof. Yeah, I mean, he's maybe the one guy who is not like sexy cool. Yeah, I mean he's just kind of like goony, like he's he's dressed yeah. kind of coolish. Yeah, but just his face. He's a little goony. Yeah, he's yeah. a little weird looking. I do like Alex Winter though. Oh. He's, a, he's a cool guy. Most definitely. Just if he's listening. Sorry. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> well, now he's not going to do the podcast if we don't have ah, it, so good it. job. No, 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 you saved us. Friend of the show, Alex Winter, no longer. So they wander off the boardwalk, and they're kind of banished. And then we see that the boardwalk, the night is finished, and so lights are shutting down, and everything's going back to, you know, they're closing up for the night. Yeah. And we see the security guard who had shined off. Uh, Kiefer is walking to his car, yep. and then we hear the first time of the... How how the the creatures fly? You hear the sound. It's like it's like bats. Yeah, but I really love the sonar they kind of yeah. use for this. Like we were we're talking as we watched the film that you never actually see any of them like fly fly. You never see yeah. the, the mechanics of them like as bats. Yeah, they just kind of well, I guess you do kind of at the end when, when they're well, fighting. They're just, they just leap at each other like that's yeah. Once. It's more like, like just on wires to like you know throw yeah. each other at each other. But you don't have to watch like them. And a green screen in the background. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, that's very clever. I, I really like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, the guard looks up, and he's terrified. He goes to his car to try to unlock it, but something picks him up, door and all, and he's gone. Yeah. So you can assume he's dead because he, he does scream a lot as he's <laughs> being pulled into the nether. Right. Uh, and then we uh, we are um, now flashed over to a car traveling up the coast. Yes. And we hear some voices and some music and. Trying to figure out the radio, basically, at yeah. this point. Like, you know, some old-timey tunes come on, and then, yep. you know, more old-timey tunes come on, and oh, even yeah. shittier tunes, and then finally <laughs> they kind of land on one that's a little bit fun. Yeah. And it's grooving, right? Grooving. That's yeah. right. And so... Um, Diane we, Weist's character, uh, yes. Lucy. That's who I was trying to look up, Diane Weist. Yeah, and right. she's awesome. She's I really, really like her. Yeah. She's really cute. She is cute, hey? Yeah. And she's really cute in this. Yeah, especially. So, um, uh, so she she's driving the car, and behind her are two sons. We've got Jason Patrick with the most hair he's ever had in his life. Holy smokes! He's yeah. just like wolf out. Like he he's is. teen wolfing. He is teen wolfing, and uh, a gentleman who is a fashion icon. We have Corey. Oh my God, Corey hates how he dresses in this. The problem is, I feel guilty because I dress like that. Like when we actually went to Santa Cruz, yeah, that was like everything was color and flash. And oh, you had the uh, platinum streaks. I, I had stuff. my own yellow skunk. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. yellow skunk. Yeah, that's that, your nickname. That's it. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, um, so they start like playfully. Like already, you get established. They're a, a close family, but you know something's going on. Their car is. Full, there's a U-Haul, they're moving. There's no dad. There's no dad. Yeah. Yeah. So they're moving and, and, and kind of like uh, speaking away. And then we get our first like real needle drop. And that is the doors by... Uh, well, it's Echo and the Bunny Man doing yeah. People Are Strange. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, but I mean, the song is yeah. classic, right? Yeah. Like it, and it really, as they're doing the montage and the credits are happening yeah. and you kind of see all the people in the town, Yeah. it's perfect. These are a bunch of like, kind of like... Uh, off Outcast. on the fringe, weirdos, yeah. like, and there's lots of novel and quirky things about the, this city or this yeah. town that they're going to. So it's kind of cool. It actually would make sense that vampires would live here because they could, you know, there's lots of transient folk, uh, yes. lots of like, easy feeding. Yeah. Uh, they wouldn't stick out, uh, even though they would be the sexiest of the of the sexy, cool people. It's true. Um, but yeah, no, it's neat. It, and again, it's an awesome song. Like, for the longest time before I actually knew more about music, I was like, oh, that song is by Echo and the Bunny Men. Yeah. Until I started to listen to more Doors, and I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> the Doors are doing a cover of Echo and the Bunny Man. <laughs> How do they go back in time, man? Like, oh, those guys are like, yeah. 
wicked. So ahead of their time and behind their time. Nothing <laughs> surprised me about Morrison anymore. That guy right. could time travel just by using his thoughts. Seriously. So, um, so they're traveling along, and uh, uh, as Santa Carla's sign goes past, Michael looks behind it and says, the murder capital of the world. That always sticks out to me. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, what a neat, kind of foreshadowy, like, it really sets a tone. It does. Yeah, like, for all this fun and playfulness, yeah. there's a dark underbelly to it. That's right. So, oh, and also don't judge by appearances. This is actually a very important theme in this film. That's right. That's right. So, um, yeah, they, they're trucking along, and they go to this, um, this, this kind of homestead on the outskirts of town, yep. uh, up in the, the kind of mountains or wherever it is. And um, we get to find out that this is uh, Diane's father's yeah. place, Walter. Yeah. This is Walter's place. Yeah. See that? Uh, and so um, they go in and you get a quick shot of this. There's like all sorts of weird, like it looks like crazy cat lady place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. He's wild. He is wild. And, but when you first meet Walter, before you even go into the house, yeah. uh, like he's just laying there playing dead. Yeah. Like what the fuck is with this guy? <laughs> like, could you imagine if you pulled up and you found that your grandpa was dead? Like how yeah. bad is this like trip going to be? Like what's this for an omen? Well, he was exhausted from creating that laser. That could transport an orange. Yeah. Here goes something. <laughs> yeah, I know, for sure. And in Tron, I mean, yeah. this is where he's kind of one of those, like, Nexus characters of back the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Nexus uh, character? Or do you mean that he views things? That he no, looks no, at things no. Shut this through down. his eyes? He is he, not a watcher. Wa we, we have got better watchers <laughs> yeah, out there. I don't want to soil let's, let's watchery soil watcher. <laughs> by, by just making everyone a watcher just because they're hanging around. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I guess people can appear in more than one movie. That's the thing. <laughs> your career can have more, like a little okay. repertoire. We really got to create parameters around watchers, so we'll do that later. Yeah. Okay, so, um, yeah, he's playing dead, and they wander up, and um, we also get an introduction to the house itself, which mm -hmm. is a nice house, but very oh, weird. You know yeah. what? And so uh, Walter's big thing is, besides being a pretty handy guy, yeah. uh, he is a taxidermist. That's it. So he does a lot with dead animals. Lots and there is like, uh, interesting as you look around, there's lots of like creatures, there's horns. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Uh, uh, and yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, it, it, there's things hanging everywhere. Like it, this guy is obviously used to living by himself. Yeah. A bit of a shut in. He's got his clothes hanging from like, you know, the lines as they go in the kitchen. And yeah. You know, as uh, as Michael's taking in his weights because obviously he's got to stay jacked, jacked. in the ladies. Yeah. Because uh, he's every 17 year old I've ever seen has got like, <laughs> oh, it's five o'clock shadow at like talk 8 a.m. Jesus about Christ. This. Yeah. How old do you, th so we were trying to ascertain because he's going to school when summer's over. Mm -hmm. So he's got to be high school age. So at, at the very youngest, he yeah. is like in real, so in real life, he's probably like, 38, but <laughs> but playing like a 17, I want to say. Yeah. Maybe an 18 just as a late bloomer and just yeah. got held back a few grades because he was just <laughs> too jacked in that whole controversy with that teacher who did something entirely inappropriate. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> How many babies do you leave behind? And that's Seriously. why the dad's still back in town. Like just, anytime I just look at a girl to get pregnant, like he, he's very, uh, he's looking pretty good. It's the Frank Rossitano. Of, oh, uh, oh, there's a deep cut <laughs> of uh, good old uh, Last Boys. Okay, so so uh, some fun dialogue with Grandpa uh, about the uh, uh, the TV guide. We find out um, Sam is gutted because there is no MTV. Yeah, yeah. You he know. is a, he's a city kid, right? He's like, a city kid. he's dressed like a city kid. He yeah. wants city life. You know, they're way out in the middle of nowhere. Yes. Yeah. You know what? As a young teenager, yeah, uh, we were probably very similar. Like I, oh, I'm thinking back yeah. to like. 
Charlene Watt. Yeah. Like, so when we, <laughs> were, teen, we, abused. When we were teens, uh, our parents would often go and do amazing trips and do lots of fun stuff, but yeah. they also encouraged us to spend time with our grandparents I'll and our s- aunt and uncle. Say that again. Sorry. Encouraged? Did we have a say in this? <laughs> no, I'm really trying to sugarcoat the fuck out of this. We got shipped off as other cool times where they're like, no, no, we just need two weeks or we're going yeah. to strangle them. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, the choice was strangle yeah. or live. But yeah. live in the middle of nowhere. And sure. we, honestly, when we went to go see Shirley Nguyen, we had to take uh, a boat yeah. to cross the bay yeah. to get to where they live yeah. because they barely had power. They definitely didn't have like anything in the way of television. Yeah, they were living very simple. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's yeah. amazing. I mean, it was a, it's a cool experience now. Yeah. But at the time, I just remember being like, oh, man. Yeah. Where's my, where's my MTV? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no. I yeah. got it. Um, so, so yeah, we get established that, um, they had to move here. The kids aren't happy about it, but just, um, mom's situation is that she just needed to get out. It must've been a fairly recent divorce. Yeah. It seems like that kind of thing. So they never really talk about their dad. Like the boys never do. It's really strange actually. So I almost feel like either he did something so atrocious that they could easily justify like, look, dad's a fuck. We're getting out of here. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really find out. Um, well, the, read the novelization. Uh, sure. But yeah. here's the good news. Ah. There's the boardwalk that they can go and spend That's time right. And they decide to go and check out the boardwalk. Dude, that's it. Right? And so it's bustling again. Boardwalk is hopping. Well, you know why it's bustling. Well, there's no reason why. Well, there is. Why? It's one oily son of a bitch, Tim Capello. <laughs> what the? F- so this kid, just for no reason. No one's yeah. ever heard of this guy. Never yep. ever seen this guy. Yeah. Maybe he was prominent to someone. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell was going on, but there's like Arnold Schwarzenegger's playing the saxophone, <laughs> and he's got a ponytail and, and like a collar made of chains. chains. Have more chains. Like, you don't get more badass than like when your yeah. chains are having chain babies <laughs> or like you know chain tails on them and stuff. Like what kind of like yeah freaky octopi is attacking your Seriously. neck? Seriously, and he is yeah. What a spectacle! And uh, I love that you did a bit of research on him and found out kind of his story a bit. Yeah, so I mean, in the early, or I guess like late 70s, 70s. he kicked some heroin and just decided to be like, nah, fuck it, I'm going to work out instead. And so then just became this like super good sax player, uh, was in really great shape, was very much like animated and people were like, this guy's awesome. So he tried to lead his own band a few times, eventually as a work with Carly Simon, yeah. uh, who has got paralyzing stage fright. And he was all in it because he's very garish and loves to perform. But I mean, she was pulling people on stage and then she basically just like conked and yep. gave up on performing period. So then he eventually got picked up by Tina Turner and he was known in the 80s and 90s as Tina Turner's sax player. For 15 years, I think. For, for 15 for years. Yeah. But in the interim, he yeah. wanted to carve a little slice for himself. Oh, yeah. And so uh, he ends up in this this movie. Yeah, and, and singing the song. I don't know if he wrote it. I believe he did. I think this yeah. is all him. He wrote the song. He sang the song. It's a really good song. It well, I mean, I like it. Yeah. I I loved it. Yeah. Uh, it was super cool because again, listening to the soundtrack, I'm like, yeah. oh, I believe. Like, yeah. And then your mind instantly goes to him, like big as shit, playing a saxophone player. Like, oh, yeah. in my head too, I also seem to remember, and this is definitely not what happened in the movie, but there was like a tiger next to him and like a girl like on his leg and like he's That's holding it. a sword. Like Just Frank Frazetta kind of. <laughs> for sure. I'm thinking Boogie Van yeah. like with a saxophone basically. <laughs> Incredible. But but you, th- you hear the song, you think about the image of him and it is. It's like yeah. he was like just giving her. It was yeah. awesome energy. Uh, so um, do, we, do we talk about the parody now or do we talk about it later? Well, we can talk about it now because yeah. I, yeah. Oh my God. Well, go ahead. So anyway, um, sure. 
this guy Tim Capello obviously is so iconic and so interesting yeah. that you know an oily muscly sax guy how cool is that <laughs> so I don't know when this happened how many years ago but you know it was quite a while I'm assuming yeah. but um John Hamm, one of my like favorite oh, comedic actors, because the guy amazing. just loves to take the piss out of himself, and even yeah. though he's like handsome as shit, cool actor dramatically, like Mad so Men, amazing. But he's just he's so funny. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I showed Tristan this clip from SNL, probably you know, well last night, yeah. but uh, from about five or six years ago, and yeah. it's about this guy who steps out of his car. He's a rich yeah. guy. Andy Samberg. Yeah, Andy Samberg, and he steps he steps on like a dream catcher, yeah. and this like homeless guy, this yeah. like you know uh, gypsy, yeah. tries to get him to pay for it. And he refuses, and he puts a curse on him. And so the curse is that whenever he hears the wind blow, yeah. this sexy, oily sax man pops out of nowhere and starts playing the sax. But he'll play like for a little while, and people become slaves to the rhythm, run yeah. up to him, and then he'll stop and just turn to the camera and go, Sergio. <laughs> so, you know, eventually he finds a way to break the curse, repairs the, the dream catcher, yeah. and everything's fine until, you know, the day of his wife's birth. Yeah. Uh, they're rushing her to the hospital. She's about to give birth, and she's like, oh, by the way, and you're breaking your dream catcher. Yeah. And then suddenly you hear the wind just... He's like, oh, oh, oh no! <laughs> and then out of a birth canal pops out Sergio. And he's gooey and disgusting and John Ham's just going for it. I'm like, this is fucking genius. Oh my God. So thank you, Tim Capello, for inspiring that amazing SNL sketch. And it was so random. Oh my yeah. God. Anyway, so um, so they're, they're, they're listening to that. But what happens at the same time is that uh, Michael notices a girl. A sexy lady. Oh, Jamie Gertz. Like, yeah. And the other thing I always remember her from is uh, Twister, where she's quite boring. Like, she's like the prudish kind of psychiatrist and yeah. she's trying to work with her clients and stuff. And she's a bit a bit frumpy, but yeah. not in this. Well, she is gorgeous. And Jamie Hurts. Uh, my pants. <laughs> in the in no. the front bit, That's not it. the back. No. Oh, yeah. I poop a little. <laughs> I did. Still getting over that flu. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, uh, yeah, the ring of fire. That's it. So, um, she's also, you don't actually see it much, but she's actually got Laddie in tow there. But they don't I wasn't really focusing show. on Laddie. Yeah. yeah. No, no, well, no. Well, not when I was a kid. Oh, well, it's a cool jacket. It's a little drummer boy oh, jacket. Oh, that's true. He actually yeah. does look like a bit kind of like uh, yeah. Confederate military. <laughs> a Civil <laughs> War Laddie. that long? <laughs> no, but, oh, God. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so she starts dancing sexily and Michael's like checking her out. She's checking Michael out. And oh, Sam's yeah. giving him the gears. Totally. There and so um, I think she then leaves. Yeah, they have a bit of a smiley exchange, and then she bolts. Yeah, uh, and yeah, so she bolts. I think we then go to Diane Weiss. Uh, is this where we see her um, just uh, looking for a job, and that she wants? She sees the yep. kid. Yep, that's who it. Who is looking for his her his mom? Yep. And so she help, tries to help him out by taking him into a video store that's also hiring. That well, uh, yes, yeah. Well, are they hiring, or does she ask for a job, and I think Max just gives her a job? because ah, he kind There of was like, a help wanted sign. I didn't okay, know where it was associated okay. with, though. Okay, okay. So I'm not sure. Um, but she wanders in, and we are treated to some of the most impressive, monumental shoulder pads. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. From uh, uh, our, our gentleman here, Max, um, yeah. who is... Of wearing that awesome MTV shirt. Like, like if you think 80s, yep. he is... 80s. He looks like an 80s linebacker yeah. who is out on spring break. Like he's That's just, it. yeah, walking the boardwalk. His sleeves rolled, rolled up. up. Yeah. He's got the like cool glasses. He's got the good flip hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's looking pretty styling. He's styling and he runs this video store. And she she asks him to help with this little boy and he gives her a suck. He gives the boy a sucker. Punch? No. Sucker. And <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is that kid doesn't lie down. He gets right back up <laughs> he and just yeah, goes yeah. right for the ankle. <laughs> and so, um, 
Uh, the mom comes in and yada, 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 and then go fine. And then it turns out that um, he's kind of entranced with her. And so he notices that she's kind of got like a, I need a job look about her. Yeah. Uh, and so he offers her a job, I think. He does. Like, you know what? He says that she's got a really good heart. Like, yeah. he really kind of sees something interesting in her. And I mean, at the time you think, well, this guy is, you know, can appreciate her. And she's very vulnerable right now. Like, yeah. Just, you know, in the situation she just left. It's very tender. But. Yeah. All of a sudden. Kiefer and his boys wander into the shop. That is true. And what do, what do they get told? They told, I told you not to come around here. Oh, and then right. you can just see like, uh, like Kiefer's mullet goes. Yeah, he does. He fans out like a vampire he's, he's peacocking <laughs> a little it. bit. And uh, <laughs> so him and the boys um, uh, head out of the shop and yeah. you're like, okay, well, this guy's dead. Oh, for sure. And in fact, they yeah. kind of allude to this later when you see Max. Uh, yeah. As he's walking back to his house, you think, oh, shit, that's him. Yeah. He's done. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, turns out um, um, that uh, she's even kind about that situation. She's like, oh, we were young once, except they dress better and stuff. And so, <laughs> well, she's right. Yeah. They, they are all very cool. And they their are bikes are cool. bitching, too. Oh, their bikes are cool. Yeah. So, um, so quick cut over. Then you yeah. see uh, Michael still trying to pursue yeah. uh, Star, is the yeah. name of the girl. This is Jamie Gertz's character. He's chasing after. But uh, with, and you know, you've still got Sammy in tow. Yeah. But Sammy stumbles across a comic book store. Oh, yeah. And I mean, now Sammy's actually got something he can gravitate to. You know, he's exactly. lost everything, but this is something he knows really well and he proves it. Yeah. Uh, as he talks to the two local experts who are working in the comic book store. That's right. Yep. The Frog Brothers. Frog Brothers. Yeah. Yep. With uh, Corey Feldman. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I got into the research, but I'm not sure this this might have been close to one of their first movies together. Yeah. Because they did a handful together. Uh, but um, yeah, so so Feldman's in there, and I, I have no idea what the other guy's name is. Well, yeah, look like at the actor's name? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? But it's what, the Frog Brothers. It's where he shines in the sequels, where you really want to watch him. First. That's it. Well, the third one that focuses on the Frog Brothers. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah. So um, what's lovely is you get a quick shot of uh, a pair of people that are like propped up against a TV, stoned or... Whatever. They're out of it. They're passed out. And we figure out that's the frog parents. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Uh, and Mrs. Frog. Just make a, no- <laughs> make a note for later when you want to think about what you're doing as a parent and when you fail. <laughs> it could always be worse. There is a barometer. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. There is what you're doing and then below that is frog parents. So, um, yeah. So, so we find out that Sam's actually like super, like a whiz at... Uh, uh, comics yeah. kind of thing. And I actually thought when I was looking around, I saw a lot of DC properties. And I was like, oh, maybe maybe they only got kind of a deal with DC at this point. But I did spot a rom-comic. Uh, it was the first rom-com. Rom-com. <laughs> That's yeah. where I came from. Terrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, rom the they space started with all these ro- <laughs> robotic romances that were happening before. I mean, it got a little graphic, but you know, once they moved it to humans... <laughs> The, the whole genre got more accepted. That's, yeah, precisely. Do you ever read Rom? I did read Rom. He had the worst weapon. No. Oh. It was like this, like, like vacuum cleaner. It was basically like a Dyson. I think they were just trying to teach kids to clean their rooms more. <laughs> Look, Rom's doing it. Rom? Mom? No, Whoa, oh, there it is. So, space um, Mom. Space Mom. Jesus. This is, this is going low. Oh, here. boy. So, uh, yeah, we get to find out kind of a, a little bit about them, and they check out uh, good old... Uh, Haim, and they make a comment about his clothes, the, uh, diet frozen yogurt, uh, staying closed last year. Oh, yeah, or they're checking out a civilian uniform. That's They're it, really that's just it. kind of putting him in his place. But, yeah. again, Sam can stand on his own. He knows a yeah. lot of back DC history for sure. Yeah. And, uh, they get so impressed 
that they feel it might give him a bit of a clue about what Santa Carla is all about. That's right. They give him a comic. Yes. What kind of comic? It's a vampire horror comic. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't actually figure out... I tried to. I need to go back and see who the um, publisher of the comic is, but I, I couldn't make it out because it's not DC or Marvel. But is this this movie? Is it Warner Brothers that made uh, Lost Boys? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Okay, well, yeah. you keep, anyway. keep riffing, and I'll look it up. Okay, so um, um, he's like, I don't read horror comics, and they're like, you'll need this, you know. So they're kind of pushing it on him like this is important. Um, so we we cut back again to uh, Michael uh, chasing. Yeah, still after Star. Still after Star, looking looking to chase her down. But I think at this point, then, Sam catches up with him, because we see Star, then uh, Warner Brothers. There yeah. we go. There you go. Boom. So that makes sense, then, to have the DC properties, because yeah, there's yeah. some tie-ins. This is true. This is true. Uh, so um, we see uh, Star come up and actually get on to um, Kiefer's Brothers. bike. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, kinda, and Kiefer's, like, staring at Michael with his... Uh, Sexy dead eyes. eyes. <laughs> Sexy dead eyes. Well, he's got that same, like, Sutherland look to him, right? Yeah. Really, he does kind of he's look got, like a, like a sexy the, version of his dad. Like, yeah. Those funny lips. And, yeah. yeah. He's, There's a very distinctive face that the yeah. Sutherlands have. It is. A, it is a Sutherland face. Yeah. So um, um, he takes off, and, and Sam kind of uh, laughs at Michael a little bit. He got shined off. So then there's it. a bit of a cut. Yeah. Um, and then you see the people who stole the comics from the Frog Brothers. We didn't talk necessarily oh, that those yes, guys yes, stole sorry. the comics. But, That's you know, right. now they're reading the comics. And yeah. you know, the girl's reading away. She's very into these. She's the into the literati of the two. <laughs> of the, uh, it's something duck. I know the comic. But it's like Looney Tunes-esque. Oh, Which, yeah. again, Warner Brothers. Right. right. Yeah. Boom. This is yeah. all like, yeah. cross-promotion. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know... Um, yeah. Yellow Skunk yeah. wants none of that. He's like trying to like make out with her yeah. and try to like, you know, nibble at her neck and yeah. stuff. But no, Give her a little she, business. Yeah, she's not having it. And then no. suddenly, yeah. they hear a little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't say that. So, um, yeah, uh, they hear that noise. And all of a sudden, the roof of the car gets ripped off. Totally. And they are dragged upward. Yes. Screaming. Yep. And what's neat is that at this point, there's actually almost no gore. There is no gore. No, it's actually been really clean. I mean, this is him. Um, yeah. You know, it's kind of indicative of Schumacher, right? Like, he's yeah. not really a gore guy. He likes to imply stuff. I don't know, because there, uh, there is a moment where it uh, it kicks into high gear. There is that one section, yes, yeah. for sure. But it's neat that they reserve it, because they don't, wanna, they don't want people to make too many assumptions. Already we know, okay, we're guessing it's vampires, right? Yeah. Um, and we know that they come and they do... They carry away people. But it's been pretty tame at this point. Yes, I agree. Uh, so we then go to the next morning. Yeah. Uh, and Sam is going to go to town with his grandpa. Correct. In the car. And he's got a beautiful fair lane. Mm -hmm. um, wonderfully restored. Grandpa yeah. fires it up. And then he turns it off and goes, that's as far as we go. <laughs> yeah. Just again, weird for the sake of weird. Yeah. Um, but whatever. I mean, you really get a sense that he's quirky and that he's strange. Uh, and yet, in the end, he's actually one of the guys who has the most understanding of the place he lives. Yeah. And basically saves the day. Yeah. So, don't write him off. Don't, don't trust appearances. Don't trust appearances. So, um, Sam and Michael are back on the pier. It's night again. Correct. Well, or on the boardwalk. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sam decides he wants to go back to the comic book store. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, th and in fact, this is why he was going with Grandpa in the first place, is because he wanted to go back to town. Yeah. yeah. Uh, get back to the fairgrounds. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so he runs back into them. They give him another vampire comic. Yeah. And again, he kind of waves this off, but yeah. uh, they're telling him, like, hold on to this. This is going to be really important. Yeah. Um, it's an instruction manual. 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So he, they give him that again. But this time, uh, Michael's uh, getting a leather jacket. And an earring. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, he wants an earring. He's looking. And then um, uh, Star mm-hmm. uh, surprises him. It's like, I can do it. It's a ripoff. I'll do it for you if you want. Yeah, so... <laughs> Give me a characterization of how well you think Jamie Gertz does in this role. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know that I was being that evaluative, but you yeah. have some strong thoughts on this. She's uh, she's not the greatest. She's pr- at least at the beginning part here. She's very wooden, especially the line when he's like, "Hey, I'm Michael," and she's like, "Oh, Michael, I like Michael. That's nice name." It's just the worst line delivery. The, yeah, the delivery is pretty weird. Like, it doesn't seem very like. Human? No. <laughs> no mm. Like chat GPT is just like <laughs> spitting out. Oh. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> no, no, go ahead. Hello, Michael. No, yeah. Me. The humans. Michael's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, that's great. He finds out her name is Star. Yes. And um, you know, they're ch- chatting away and things like that. And um, he offers her a ride on his bike. He offers a ride on his bike. So, so he knows like, that she's into bikes. Oh, yeah. Bike dudes. That's right. I'm a bike dude. So she's about to get on the bike, but then uh, we know Kiefer, David, yep. and the buddies, yep. Dwayne, Marco, Paul, yep. whoo, Boom. Um, all show up kind of thing. And um, Kiefer's kind of like a star, you know, and he kind of, you know, intimidates her to come onto his bike. Well, there's a bit of ownership there. Like yeah. I think, you know what? There's some, he, he, he sticks a gloved hand in her mouth. That's it. <laughs> Uses the safe word. <laughs> but I told you not to come around here, and she's just not registering. So he's yeah. like, "All right, fine. All right. I'm triggered. I'm yeah. triggered. I'm, I'm fly- look at look at my hackles, my mullet hackles." That's it. Yeah. Uh, so um, and she responds to this. She's like, she "Okay, does. I, I should yeah. go. I mean, yeah. this is going to be trouble if I don't." Yeah. And um, I think uh, Kiefer then kind of challenges him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you know what he um, he doesn't like the fact that maybe Star was going to disobey him, yeah. and I think he's going to teach him a little bit of a lesson. Oh yeah. So he's like, you know, the, the bluff at this end of this road, blah, blah, blah. And Michael's like, I, I can't beat your bike, okay? And I'm going to try. And Kiefer's like, you don't have to beat me, Michael. You just have to keep up. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How many times is the word Michael used in this movie? I'm sure someone made a count. I'm actually going to look it up. But okay. it absolutely is used a hundred million times. Honestly, they like, state him over and yeah. over again. And, and even rarely, like... Sam will go down to calling him Mike, but it's like, especially when David says it, it's always like, Michael. Yeah. Between the chants and the actual, like, use of his name, it's like a power move. I think he's, like, silverbacking him the whole time by using his name. Yeah. And maybe that's, like, also, like, from vampire lore, you know, if you use someone's name, it's like you almost take ownership of them. What's the count? 118 times what in the this fuck? They You know what? Michael. That is just lazy writing. Like, <laughs> Like, just put Michael some places and, like, swirl them around on a board and you can just kind of fill in all the dialogue for this. Seriously, that, that is insane. That is a lot of times. 118 times. Ridiculous. Oh, my God. So, they're racing through the night uh, with the other boys. Oh, and there's one of the other songs oh. that kind of pops in. And this is a great one. Yeah. Like just, oh. They love tonight. Yeah, so this is Lou Graham from Foreigner. He's just, like, yeah. wailing away. And I remember oh. as a kid going, like, where do I find more Lou Graham albums? And, like, yeah. oh, as it turns out, there's a shit ton of them because... <laughs> He's the lead singer for four hours. Oh, yeah. For sure. So great chase. They're ripping down and um, some neat kind of like separation of the others. And it's Michael and David racing to the end. She was thinking in my head, too, how they use some fun film styles with this. Like they really use like like a good job of shadow. Um, And my particularly favorite shot is that pullout from when they're racing their bikes and you can see all the headlights. And it's through the fog. But then as they pull back, you can see the cliff. 
Yeah. And it's the first time you kind of get the sense that they're just going to make Michael race right off the side and fucking kill him. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's wild. So um, they're terracing along and uh, Michael bails just before the cliff and uh, Kiefer stops and then Michael's like pissed off. So he gets up and he slugs Kiefer in the face. For sure. Just you. Just you. Well, just the adrenaline he's probably feeling just right you. now, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that will be... Justified. Just yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's, yeah, he kind yeah. of like, you know, he realizes it's like a four to one. Yeah. He's going to get murdered. But he's, yeah, he's tough, man. He's, he's, he's ready. Big stones, exactly. And I think oh, this yeah. is maybe where David, instead of actually killing him, which he yeah. probably was going to do anyway, like, yeah. one, just throw him off the side of the cliff or let him run off. Yeah. But he kind of, I think he kind of takes him under his wing a little bit. And the press think he, he maybe does. be a good gang, another guy to join the, I don't know, what's the, what do you call a pack of vampires? But a um, plethora. Ah, okay. Very good. Yeah, yeah. A curmudgeon. A curmudgeon of them. No, <laughs> just surly, grumpy, yeah. and waving people off their Get caves. Off yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so um, they take them down into this um, collapsed hotel. Right. Uh, that was kind of swallowed up after this earthquake. And that's kind of their their hangout. It's a pretty cool layer, though. So like, cool. I remember as a kid just kind of going like, that place is awesome. Cool. But what we noticed this round was that they had these, uh, as a light source, all these barrels. Mm -hmm. But to light the barrels, right, you stuck in a torch and it ignited these barrels. Instantly. Instantly, which is kind of funny. It's like, how do you put those out when you're ready to leave? Uh, <laughs> and why is there always enough, like, fuel inside? Like, I is know. it all made of, like, vampire piss? Is it, like, another form of gasoline where you just whiz on the thing and just, it, you can put a fire and it ignites? It's crazy. I, I guess so. All right, well. So, um, anyway. So, uh, yeah, they, they light it up and they kind of explain the history of uh, the hotel a little bit. There's an awesome Jim, Morin, Jim Morrison mural. Yes. On the uh, wall and stuff like that. And um, so then um, David sends Marco off to get some food. That's right. Uh, and um, they're chit-chatting away and, and stuff like that. And then Marco finally comes back. Yep. The food. And um, David hands Michael a box of rice. So before we get into that part, because yeah. this is important, there is this little cut scene that happens where Sammy's back reading the vampire comic. Oh, right. Yes. And mom comes in, and uh, <laughs> as he's reading the vampire comic, yeah. he actually turns over, and uh, mom comes in, and uh, you know, she makes that joke about his dad. Oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, he has to like close the closet and stuff. Yeah. And like this is after actually no no Grappa brings the stuffed muskrat in later. Later. But um she makes a joke that says, like, you know, uh the reason I left your dad is because he didn't believe in the closet monster. Yeah. And she's kind of laughing about it and stuff, but I mean Sam's kind of horrified. Yeah. And again, <laughs> it's one of the few references to the dad yeah, in the whole thing. Yeah. And Sam doesn't even blink. Yeah. Like it's weird. I wonder if like she killed him Ooh. and they're covering it up. <laughs> and he gets stuffed. By Walter. Oh my God! This is all coming again. Full circle. He's been in the trunk the whole no time. No kidding. How do we work in religion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. No and the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh... Don't worry. We're doing a shoehorning shit. We're making things up. But it's very. Fa it is fascinating. Yeah. That that is like one of the only kind of references. Well, besides uh, Max eventually saying like, "I'm not trying to be your dad. I'm not trying to replace him." Yeah, but you never hear anyone else talk about them except for Max and that yeah. one time from uh, Lucy. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, yeah. Also, this is when we see the Rob Lowe sexy poster. Oh my God! So Sam has you know a lot of teen stuff and blah 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 blah. Sure. But there is like this like crazy sexy Rob Lowe where he's lifting up his shirt to, to show off his midriff. Oh yeah, and he's got kind like the like, rolled up pants and like the oh, yeah. uh, like uh, mesh shoes that yeah. you know, like the Miami Vice esque outfit. He's all wearing white. And, oh yeah. yeah, it's pretty wild. So then Grandpa brings in yeah, like you said, this muskrat that he has uh, made for Sam. This 
fierce-looking musket. <laughs> Plenty more where that came from. Yeah. What's funny is that they, they continue to play on that joke, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's actually quite wonderful. But yeah, so Sam takes this thing and actually dumps it in his closet. Yep. Because uh, he can't stand to sleep next to it. Totally. Anyway, back at the cave. Sorry. Back at the cave. Marco arrives with the food. Um, David, uh, Michael gets the rice. And as he's, he's mowing down, David's like, how are your maggots? Yeah. And David's, or Michael's like, say what? He's like, maggots. Michael, you're eating maggots. How do they taste? <laughs> I think you missed about four Michaels in that <laughs> speech of Michael. Michael, but, Michael, Michael. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's like the hubbub in the background. That's like, it. Michael, 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 Worms, and uh, and it and it you know Mike or David playing tricks on him, and then yes. Sky doesn't like it. She's like, cut it out. Yeah. So I mean, my question to you when we were watching it was, yeah. does David have the power of hallucination, or is it because he offers him a joint at the beginning? Maybe it was a little bit high, and so it was oh. it was easy to kind of drift into this like maybe slightly hallucinating. Suggestible. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It was just. Is that he, what weed does? No <laughs> wonder it's the devil's grass. You know, I've never tried, so I couldn't really say. Yeah. No. No. Well, my, my faith prevents me That's from uh, trying it. Well, I mean, if holy water gets you drunk, I'm drunk on faith. <laughs> the love of the Lord. Yes. Uh, well, maybe it was different grass back then. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Maybe dipped it in LSD. So, yeah, maybe it made it more suggestible. But um, finally, David offers him a bottle yep. uh, to drink. And David takes a sip. And he's, he's having a little mini orgasm over it. Mm-hmm. And hands it to Michael. Right. And uh, let's see if we can get 118 in this podcast. I'm sure we can beat that. <laughs> At least 190. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Uh, so Michael takes a drink yep. uh, of that. And um, Sky's like, don't, it's blood. And it looks a little watery for blood. It's a bit watery for blood. But I mean, yeah. it might have been diluted. He, they don't like become, a Zinfandel. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like our shitty rosé. <laughs> Uh, so like, you know, cut it with something else. But yeah. again, he doesn't become a full vampire. So maybe that is part of the process. Yeah. Like you do like a diluted version. Yeah. And then you get more and more towards like actual blood. Yeah. Cause we find out they had other plans for Michael. So maybe it, it was on, you know, like you said, it's on purpose. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. Thing, right. So, um, he, he takes a few sips and, and everybody's like having a good time. And then we get another, just not the full version, but an, a little taste of another awesome song. Oh, Cry Little Sister. Yeah. And it is. It's, it was pretty epic. But, I mean, when we come back down to the, the band that plays it, I mean, it's, it's not someone I really knew. Like, yeah, I was like, Cry Little Sister is by um, Ger- Gerard McMahon, who, yeah. who is like a composer. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. worked with a ton of different bands over the yeah. years and like quite well known, I guess, in other circles. But for this, I mean, again, I was thinking, oh, okay, well, it seems like you've got Roger Daltrey doing a song. You've got yeah. Luke Graham doing a song. Maybe this guy's like done something for a band that he's part of, but. No. So wild. Again, yeah. like, yeah, a lot of obscurity in here. And, and that's what, that's kind of cool. He did a song with Kiss. Like, he wrote yeah. some stuff on, like, in the ni- in 1980, like, with uh, Kiss Unmasked. It was, anyway, that's wild. He's got skills. Uh, so, so this is going on. And then we get a shot of um, uh, the boys and Michael, uh, Michael, 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 mm-hmm. going to uh, a, an, a, a bridge, a train bridge. Yeah. And so uh, Michael's like, what are we doing here? Uh, and they kind of mock him a little bit. And eventually David turns to Marco and says, Marco. And so Marco then just uh, leaps between the tracks and you think he's gone. Yes. And then um, the others do the same. 
And then finally, David does the same. And Michael learns that they have slipped between the tracks to go hang off of the structure of this train bridge. Yep. And he's like, these guys are fucked, but mm, they're going to make fun of me. You know, they're going to say my name too many times. And so he, he um, goes and does the same. And the, uh, eventually the train comes and it's rolling over the tracks and just struggling to hold on. And then one by one, they all drop off and go through this like thick mist. Right. And he's like, oh my God. They're dying. And so uh, finally, Kiefer's the last. And, and Michael's holding on, holding on, but then he lets go. Yep. And he's traveling through the mist. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, so you're, you're saying Michael's traveling through the mist? Finally. Yeah. Right. But it, they're also, like, chanting his name. Like, oh, that's he, right. When he sort of feels like they would have all been crushed in yeah. his fall, they're actually, like, you can hear them kind of, like, still yeah. partying. Yeah. Like, something's going on in the mist that they can't tell. But then, of course, it's the chanting of the, Michael. <laughs> And for some reason, that weakens his grip. And then yeah, that's it. He sort of it. falls and there's a bit of oh, a... He's like Samson, except with his name. That's it. <laughs> you take his name away, he's got no power. That's it. So he's falling down and there's kind of yeah. like this weird, like floaty, like, yeah. is he going to get crushed? What's going to happen? And he does sort of end up falling and landing on his bed. In his bed. It was really yeah. kind of a nice little cut. Yeah, it's a cool little transition. Uh, he wanders in and... Um, or no, uh, Sam wanders in yep. and they find out that mom's got a, a date. Yeah, yep. that night, and so um, Kenny watched um, Sam, and you can see that Michael's kind of surly, but he agrees to it anyway. Yeah, uh, and uh, Grandpa's on his way out as well because he's got a date with the widow Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, right. And yeah, I love this. He's looking for something to pass off as a cologne. <laughs> Sam's Sam. such a dick. He like gives him some Windex. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Here's the thing. Like Sam's really like. Uh, thinks it's quite funny like yeah. to make jokes about this, but then when um, oh wait yeah. a minute, and then Michael alludes like so, what did you stuff for the widow Johnson? Was it Mister Johnson? Yeah, so like apparently, our father, yeah, like <laughs> our father, exactly. <laughs> Worlds collide. Oh, here it is. Oh yeah, now it's making. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, but you know when Michael makes a joke, like Sam's kind of judgy about it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's hard to kind of figure out what the relationship with their grandpa is really like. Like they just think he's a coop, yeah. but. You know, he's still family and he's putting them up. So I guess at least they're a little bit grateful. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, Grandpa takes off and we get to hear his iconic horn for the first time, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Uh, look, look, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. right. The cockroach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so um, Grandpa wanders off and then um, they're kind of having an interaction in the kitchen. But all of a sudden um, we hear the sounds of motorcycles and people screaming Michael. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty freaky, right? Like, yeah. you know, there's lots going on. There's wind blowing through. Like, all the shutters are flying all Did over the place. wig blowing through? Well, wig like Michael's wig? That's it. <laughs> that big, huge band of curls. Fly through. No, it's like Kiefer's mullet comes flying through. Anyway, it is. It's pretty intense. But and then just as soon as Michael opens the door to kind of check out to see what's going on, yeah. stops dead. Yeah. And then it's forgotten. Yeah. And we're done here. <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because it doesn't really seem to impact Sam, who's already probably a little bit nervous about reading vampire comics and everything else. But yeah, he just kind of accepts it as being so. That's fine. So to, to calm down. Have Sam, a bath. Sam has a bath. Go take a bath. Yeah. He goes has a bath with his good dog, Nanook. Yes. Uh, and he's singing away and kind of going to the song, uh, yeah. Lonely Boy. Is yeah. Song. And so, you know, he's doing his thing. But, you know, as Michael goes to the kitchen to try to grab some milk, Turns out he's got like these weird, intense stomach pains. Oh, yeah. And he ends up smashing the can or the carton of milk on the floor. Yeah. And he has this overwhelming urge to snuff Sammy. Snuff Sammy. Yeah. He's, he wants to go kill Sammy because he hates the song. He just hates the song. <laughs> well, it's just the weird bloodlust. He doesn't know what to do with it. And That's as the it. only accessible human, yep. 
So you, this is where he goes? Possessed, he goes to the door yep. and is about to get it open just as Sam goes under the tub. But then Nanook uh, senses him. Yep. And he, as he comes in, Nanook is growling and barking at him. Yep. And then some underpaid key grip. Yep. <laughs> whips us like whips a, a faux dog. <laughs> like a fake, probably right from that same carnival. Or the real dog. We don't know. <laughs> real dog. But yeah, whips him at him and it closes the door on his face. Like yeah. so yeah, it's a hilarious shot. It's so funny. And then uh, there's some tussling, and Sam comes out of the bath and wanders down the stairs and yep. discovers Michael with a massive bloody hand. Yep. And figures out that Nanook has bit him. Yep. And, um, what did you do to my dog, you asshole? Yeah. <laughs> I love these more weird about what happened to the dog than he's yeah. got this massive gash in his brother. I have to say, for all the shade we're, we're throwing to Corey Haim there, you know what? He's got some great delivery in this. His lines were perfect. And yeah. Then... Especially the one right after this. Oh. Where he's, they discover that Michael's transparent yeah. and Sam figures out he's a vampire. And he's like, <laughs> my own goddamn brother, a vampire. You wait till mom finds out. <laughs> totally. It's pretty good. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, Sam locks himself in the room and, uh, you know, he tries to call his mom. Like, he, yeah. he's like, I'm going to call a restaurant. Like, yeah. this isn't good because no one had cell phones at the time. So, of course, this is what you would do. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, he's trying to explain to her, like, I think, you know, Michael's a vampire. This is really bad. And she's like, oh, don't be silly. And then you see uh, as Michael's trying to calm down after being bit, yeah. he starts to float. Yeah. And he flies out the window. Yeah. Uh, and he's, as he's flying out the window, he tries to grab something to hold on to and he grabs another phone. Yeah. And as he's out there, you can actually hear the conversations happening between Sam and Lucy. And he's like, don't listen to him, mom. It's and crazy. then like, Sam loses it. Like he's like freaking out. And so, she, you know, Diane Weiss freaks out. Then she like runs off, doesn't really tell Max what's going on on this date. And yeah. boom, she comes back to the house. Yeah. But she gets there in... Three minutes. Three minutes. It's time. so fast. Like by yeah. the time she gets there, Sam's calmed down. He's brought like Michael in. They come up with a plan to work on this together to try to solve everything. And they're yeah. going to work collaboratively. That's right. And so Diane Weiss does not choose to go back to Max. Yeah. She gets, she gets it's in the too bed. far. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Three more minutes. Ah, I just started my nails. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, Sam's a little worried, but then Michael... Uh, they, they're going to work it out. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so I, grandpa comes back. Uh, Michael decides he has to take off. He wants to figure out what the hell's going on here. Yes. Um, and then Sam goes to bed with his mom and he's wearing that big ring of garlic. Ring right? of garlic. Yeah, totally. That's um, so yeah, then, but this is when you see Max at home actually, actually. So we're oh, kind of yes. thinking in my head, like, so now the date didn't work out. He's yeah. going back to his house and he yeah. has told, you know, the, the sexy boys. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. yeah. You don't come, don't come around here. Yeah. So he's going to for sure die. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of hear like some creaking and stuff. Yeah. And it, it turns out it's just the dog Thor. Yeah. But then uh, the motorbikes appear again right. in the background. Yeah. And so we're worried. We don't find out, but we think Max is probably dead if yeah. he doesn't escape. 100%. Um, so Michael gets back to the cave. Right. And is looking for David. He grabs the bottle and I think it's empty. Well, I think he's really looking for Star. Like, I think he wants to... Yeah. Well, he's looking for answers, basically. Yeah, like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Where does he find answers? Well, in the vagina of Jamie Gertz. <laughs> <laughs> All the answers, my friend. What's amazing is he's, he's like, upset. He doesn't know what's going on. And so... Uh, yeah. Like, what happened to me, Star? Yeah. What happened to me, Star? I don't know, Michael. I don't Michael. know. Michael. Michael, Michael, Michael. So they, they make some sweet love. The yeah. thing is, is like, she leaves the bed and Laddie's in the bed. Yeah. Right? And this is night. Vampires are nocturnal. Yeah. Obviously. So so they're they're having like sweet love while poor Laddie's there. Like, Wide awake. Like just, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. Should I just watch some TV? No kidding. Or something? <laughs> do, you need me to, do you need to hold anything? <laughs> <laughs> 
just trying to be inconspicuous. Yeah, like, acts as a hat rack. Yeah. Like, Can you just chant Michael while we're doing this? <laughs> no kidding. It's kind of my superpower. On it. <laughs> so... So he, Michael wakes up, wakes up in the morning and we can see that his hand is healed. Yep. Uh, kind of thing. And he now kind of realizes what he is. Yep. And you know what? When he goes home, Diane Weiss actually does a really nice kind of intervention of sorts. Where yeah. She's like, you know what? You know what? We can talk about anything. Yeah. Uh, we'll always be friends. Are we friends right now? Like really yeah. just tries to like, you she's know, such a get something from him. But yeah. you know, Michael is, he's, he's uncomfortable. He's vamping out already. Yeah. The, the daylight's obviously agitating him. So, you know, he's just, he's trying to get out of there and. You know, he makes his way off to bed. Yeah. In the meanwhile, uh, Lucy decides to go drop off some food. Yes. Because she feels bad about abandoning Max, and so she thought she'd take some food over. Yeah. And she's doing this in the middle of the day. Yes. So she heads to his place. She's coming along. Uh, you know, comes along the deck. She's all yeah. happy-go-lucky. And then, hey, she's got a little friend she can visit. It's Thorne. That's right. Yeah. And he goes after her. <laughs> he fucking tries to kill her. her. Yeah. yeah. And she gets pulled over the fence he tears a dress and then he's like trying to smash through the fucking fence totally that dog was agitated yeah uh, but Sam at the same time is still reading that vampire comic now more earnestly yeah he actually went along with her to go drop off the food yeah. so he's in the car while she goes in, inside to leave some food for Max yeah and he discovers this one chapter about hounds of hell right. the protectors of the vampire so uh, immediately after that he goes back to the frog brothers and right. he's like okay things are real my brother's a vampire yeah. what are we going to do here well, they said if you wanted to get him to not be converted, you have to kill the head vampire. And if right. you do, he'll revert back to normal. Yeah. You know, he's probably a half vampire. Yeah. And this, you know, Feldman, or not Feldman, yeah, Feldman sort of gives the explanation, but Haim's all in. He's thinking, this is great. We can at least try to save my brother. Yeah. And then when they're talking about, um, you know, when he's making the case for Sam, or sorry, for Max for being the head vampire, he actually solves it. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Because he's like, you know, he never comes to work during the day. Yeah. Um, he's got this dog who could be the Hound of Hell. Yeah. Um, he dresses cool. Dresses cool. That's a, that's a thing. So I think he's got yeah. him nailed down. Um, so he knows that his mom is inviting Max over for another date. Right. Dinner, right? And so uh, Sam invites the Frog Brothers over right. to help intervene. So this is all happening as Michael's leaving. Uh, and so uh, Michael's just on his way out and he runs into Max just at the threshold of the house. Right. And Max says, well... Uh, you're the man of the house. I'm not going to come in unless you invite me in. And so Michael's sarcastically like, well, you're invited. And he's like, thank you, Michael, Michael, Michael. No, he has like a little <laughs> kind of a yeah. smirk too. You're like, yeah. oh, well, this is nice. Maybe he just thinks he's a, a nice young man. Oh, no. Turns out he's slightly more sinister. Yeah. So that exchange happens and Michael takes off. He's going to go try to find David again. Yeah. Yeah. So what do they try to do to, to flesh Max out? Like, What are they going to try to do <laughs> to like... Prove that he's a vampire. So a couple things that they try. Yeah. Well, they they so they trick him into spreading garlic onto his pescetti. Right. <laughs> and so uh, turns out he's the garlic, and he's like, you know, uh, I bet that burns. He's like, no, it's just, I like garlic. Uh, it's, it's just there's too much. much. I just it's just raw garlic. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, they also splash holy water on his lap, uh, and that does nothing. Uh, and then they shut out the lights and show him a mirror. Right. And that does nothing. This is interesting though. Like. Yeah. How does being invited into the house, like, does it actually, would it take away his powers? Because... No, it takes away your powers, I think, is how we explain it. No, no, I get that. But the, the one thing I don't understand is, like, it's it's just the mirror part and the reflection. Yeah. Like, the, how does that take away that, like, your power over him? Like, because then you can uh, expose him by being non-reflective? I guess. Imagine if I was well, a vampire who hadn't had a reflection in, like, 200 years or 500 years, like, suddenly yeah. seeing yourself... That might have been a genuine reaction to actually see himself again. That's true, actually. Actually, yes. That would have been interesting. Uh, there's a lot there because uh, although we're meant to like 
like be like, oh, what a silly situation. Yeah. Oh, it's not Max. You know, great, great misdirection, by the way. Yeah. Love it, love it. What was Max thinking this whole time? He's Ooh. like, okay, there are on to me. I need to kill everyone. There was a massive target on those kids' back. Yeah. Except for the fact, I mean, obviously you learn this later. Like, he loves Lucy. He wants her there. And maybe yeah. impartially he would be like, huh, I actually admire this in you. Like, maybe I want that kind of innovation or thinking from, yeah. from a future, you know, family member. But I, I might need to send my sexy boys. I might have to send some sexy boys and figure yeah. this out. Yeah. For sure. Uh, so Michael goes back to the cave. Uh, no, look- back to the fairgrounds now. Oh, right, right. Yeah. He's, and he's, this time he's definitely looking for Star. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, uh, David, they, he sees David, and, and David says, if you want to see Star again, you have to follow us. Right. So they take him out into the desert to the to Joshua Tree, essentially. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but but uh, apparently these are surfer Nazis. These surf Nazis. Surfers. So you don't have to feel bad about slaughtering them. No, now I feel good. Yeah. They're a force for good. That's it. Um, and so they're partying around, and, and the uh, the last boys are watching them and getting all, like, riled up. So I have a question then. Yeah. So these are surf Nazis. That's how they're referred to in the credits. Correct. Why are they listening to Run DMC? <laughs> like, for for a group for hates <laughs> minorities and anyone who's different, uh, white power, uh, yeah. they, love, they love the rap. That's it. I guess it's because Aerosmith is doing it with them, so I maybe know, it makes right? it partially okay. But, maybe? Uh, uh, I don't know. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and sadly, this is a song that's not on the soundtrack. That is too bad because it would yeah. have been, well, I mean, it's a great song regardless. Yeah. Um, would have fit in nicely. Exactly. With all the other great ones. So um, they're, they're getting all riled up and stuff like that, and they finally reveal their look yeah. to Michael. And they've got kind of bumpy heads, they've got the fangs, and they have yellow eyes. And apparently these... Yellow contact lenses were murdered. Oh, really? They could only wear them for like minutes at a time, Ooh. which is what which it kind of created. And this is like a kind of a well-known fact. One of the most incredible scenes with Kiefer is because of this contact lens. Hmm. Anyway, we'll get to that. Sure. So, um, yeah, it reveals their vampires and they launch off. Again, we don't get to see them fly, but now this is the most gory scene. Yeah, you're right. 100%. Yeah. They are tearing people to pieces. One guy, like, they rip his scalp off. <laughs> totally. Like, it is fucking brutal. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a wild scene and, like, uh, Kiefer bites into a guy and just blood erupts everywhere. That is one thing they didn't, like, really pull back on was the yeah. blood budget. And yeah. especially, like, at the end. Like, it's just, <laughs> it is goo-licious. That's where it all went. That's pretty it much. was poor Paul cooking in that bathtub. Oh, man. And then all of his, like, I don't know, ecto-energy that bursts out of every <laughs> pipe in the house. It's crazy. It's very, like, like uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Evil Dead. That. Yes. Yeah. And that's exactly where I went with that. I was like, oh yeah. my. Yeah. Raimi would have just been like salivating. Yeah, like, that's it. Goo. Sons of bitches. No, exactly. Copied me. Yeah. Um, Schumacher's shameless. I know. So, um, but so the, they, the blood makes Michael turn too. This is the first time you actually sort yeah. of see like Michael kind of, you know, not just half vamp. That's uh, it. With attitude. Yeah. Uh, but now, yeah. <laughs> that's it. So, uh, yeah. And they, they go and they, they kind of approach him and, 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 and now you know what we are. Now it's Mm. You can live forever, wear pretty clothes, be pretty boys, but you must be. You never have to cut your hair again. It stays yeah. perfectly groomed. What do you think about this, huh? <laughs> okay. We invented this. <laughs> nice. But you do. You know what? They sort of lead with that now. Like You yeah. have to feed if you want to sustain yourself. And so the longer that Michael leaves feeding, yeah. he gets weaker. Yep. And he might get more desperate to get blood. That's right. That's right. So um, uh, just before Max leaves the house, he says, let's try this one more time. Come to my place tomorrow night. 
Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, so we established that. But also, um, we see Sam in bed, and he, he opens his eyes and turns the light, and there's another fucking taxidermy yeah, owl. owl, for sure. But what's awesome is he goes to the closet, and there's like 50 animals <laughs> in his closet now. Yeah, you know what? So you meant this mentioned before, but this movie happens in the span of like three or four days. Yeah. So how much taxidermy is Grandpa doing in there where he can fill like closets worth of stuff yeah, plus the Widow Johnson? Yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, he, he, oh, he fills the Widow Johnson. <laughs> that's right. Oh, oh yeah. That's, yeah not we a mom, that's not a momming fluid. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's a ton. So Sam closes it. Yep. He sees uh, Michael. Yeah. Appears out of nowhere. Yep. And uh, Michael now begs for his help. Yes. And luckily, because of yep. all the discussions they've had with the Frog Brothers, he's yep. got some advice. So yeah. we need to find out who's the head vampire. We know it's definitely not Max because yeah. that was a bust. So ascertains it, David. Right. Yeah. Also, at the same time, we get another visitor. Yeah. Star. That's right. Oh yeah, and that's it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he shakes around a bunch, oh. and finally, like, throws her at the window, but she like flies off. Totally. Yeah, it's it's strange. Yeah. But so she wa- Yeah, she wants uh, him to help her and Laddie. Right. Because they haven't harder. fed either. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, the next day, uh, well, Sam calls up the, Frog um, brothers, the frog brothers yep. and they get a plan. So they go and, uh, uh gear up. Yep. Oh, they don't, they kind of gear up, but then what they do is they steal grandpa's car yep. and take off and, and grandpa's like, ah, but this is important because this is the first time we see grandpa now fixing a fence. Right. And then the fence are these massive poles that are sharpened at the end for some reason. Yeah, but they're sharpened up instead of sharpened down. Like exactly. Maybe if they're going to like lock it into the ground because yeah. uh, you want to kind of dig it a little bit, that, that would make more sense. Yeah. But there's stakes up, like you're making an old-timey yeah. fort. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it it's a bit, bit foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, so they drive off. It's the middle of the day. Yep. And they drive off and they get to uh, the location yeah. where the, the bluff, essentially. And they definitely haven't uh, geared up like they do for the final no, confrontation, no. but they do have wooden stakes with them. That's like right. sort of standard vampire gear. Yeah. And you can see them checking their gear on each other as they're getting ready to go into the cave. And yeah. and my, Michael's weak, so I mean, they kind of help him in and help him down. And, yeah. And once they get inside, I mean, Michael's intent, I think, is to tr- actually try to save Star. Yeah. And maybe try to do some damage to the vampires. Like maybe if they sick the Frog Brothers on him, because he's like, you know... Uh, I don't want you going in there, Sam. And he's like, who do you trust more, me or these guys? Yeah. And those two bumbling fools are like, you know, <laughs> making idle threats and stuff. Like, I will stake you, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, shut up. So, and, and this is interesting, too. And we'll, we'll talk about this in a sec. But but Michael goes down. He grabs Star mm-hmm. and takes off to the car, dumps her off. Comes down. Oh, no, he grabs Laddie first. Puts Laddie in the car. Yeah. Grabs Sky. Puts Sky in the car. At the same time, uh, Sam and the Frog Brothers are crawling around looking for the vampires. Right. They eventually discover this uh, kind of uh, cave within the cave yep. that is uh, eventually is, they determine is a giant coffin. Right. So they see Kiefer and the boys, the sexy boys, are hanging upside down. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. I like this idea. Like, I, I've always enjoyed um, how they kind of establish how these guys create their kind of communal coffin. Right. They're non-traditional. Mm-hmm. Right, which is cool. It is cool. But um, so they don't know who the head, they don't know who David is. So right. they choose one, the one with the curliest hair. That's it. Well, yeah. that's how you pick a leader. Yeah. Whoever's got the most natural curl. <laughs> so um, uh, Haim, no, Feldman and his buddy, his brother, head up to go stake him. And this is what I find interesting is the Frog Brothers at this time are kind of a joke. Yeah. They're kind of like bumbling. They're kind of silly. They're like way too military serious. Yeah. Right. And so you're like, oh, they're going to fuck this up. But Feldman actually, like, doesn't hesitate a second. No. He doesn't hesitate to look at, what, like, basically a human shape 
and jams a stake right through him without a beat. You've got to give the Frog Brothers more credit. Like, they are... Seriously. They are, like, to be dealt with. They're yeah. real. Is this the first time they tried to stake somebody? I don't know. Probably not. I don't so, know. yeah. No, Her- actually, so here's the thing. This yeah. is why their parents don't move. Yeah. You gotta have to practice on someone. Oh yeah, and this this is worth noting too that every time we see the comic book shop, mm-hmm. their parents are in the exact same position the entire time. Yeah, they've yeah. just been propped up and stuffed. Oh yeah, that's they, what uh, Walter did. Yeah, filled them full of like formaldehyde and then close a loop. There it is. Circle. We keep circle. it. We keep this real. Yeah. Um, so they stab uh, Marco. Marco starts gooing everywhere oh, and, and bleeding. It's horrible. Uh-huh. Uh, it's full of glitter though, because <laughs> I noticed when they got out, they were like covered in glitter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so maybe it was like Edward Cullen they stabbed as well. <laughs> okay. So what happens when you stake a troll? They just <laughs> rainbow shoot out. And oh, then pretty much. Yeah. Or so, a chair bear. Yeah, they they freak out because of that. Yep. And uh, uh, they go uh, and try to take off. Yep. They rip out of there because they're freaking out, and David's coming after him. You're dead, mate. Yeah. And they're running away, and they they just somehow there's sunlight in that cave though, I know, like right? just in the one section. Yeah, not, not well chosen. It's a bit of convenient. Yeah. So they so they um, tear off, and uh, David's got a hold of Sam, and they manage to drag David's hand into the light, and it catches fire. Yeah. And he backs off, and he's like breathing, and, and that's when he says that tonight. But you know he the says t- tonight, Michael, Michael tonight. <laughs> Yep. But that tear that runs down his cheek yep. was unintentional. It was because the contacts were so fucking painful. Interesting. That's the whole reason why that happened. But it's one of the coolest things. It is pretty right? cool. Yep. Which is wild. So hmm. we know they're in for it tonight. Yeah. So kids get out of the cave. They scramble yep. back home, get rid of the convertible. Exactly. And then um, basically Sam goes to see his mom and says, hey, look, vampires are coming. Uh, but of course, she's so frustrated because all of these dates have been ruined. You know, they tried to bring it at home and it was a bust. They tried to go out for dinner. It was a bust. Yeah. So they think that there's this ill intent. And so she basically just says, like, forget it. You know, I'm, I'm not listening to you. Like, you're just trying to break up this thing with Max. And he's like, to hell with Max. And that's kind of it for her. This is the first time she really kind of puts those kids in their place. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, then they just have a quick montage of like, okay, great. We're doing this on our own. Yeah. And so they fill up with holy water. They start yeah. smashing up some garlic. They yeah. make themselves some ammo that they can use in their squirt guns. That's right. Um, so yeah, they're they're gearing up. They trick Grandpa into thinking that the uh, Widow Johnson needs to get stuffed again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he takes off. Yep. Uh, and so they're just waiting for the vampires to arrive. Yep. And, uh, but it, in order to protect Michael, because yeah. um, Nanook still consents him a little bit, they yeah. put Nanook outside. That's right. So they get all the prep work done. They start a big fire in the chimney. But yeah. then they realize Nanook's still outside. Yeah. So time, Sam, time for him to go out there and save his dog. You know, yeah. no big deal. He comes running out. But yeah. bad timing. Because guess who's coming? Yeah. The vampires are coming. So they're yeah. coming. They're flying in. And they come and they close the flimsiest of doors. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> So so now they're ready. They're they're looking. So um, Sky and Laddie and the Frog Brothers go upstairs. Uh, Sam and Michael are downstairs, and out of the fireplace erupts one of the vampires and knocks them out. Knocks them. To the Before we get too far into this, yeah. though, I just want to do a quick cut back because um, when David and the vampires leave, yeah. they fly over Max's place, oh, and you can right. see Lucy gets a little bit jumpy about it. And Max asks her, "Why were you so jumpy?" Oh, yeah. And so uh, then she just sort of says, like, you know what? When Sam came to see me, uh, he was really freaked out. That's and, um, you know, yeah. he was just so sincere about it. Yeah. And he's like, well, what did he tell you? But you never really hear what Lucy says to him. That's right. Anyway, let's keep going. No, that's a good point. Good point. Uh, and so, um, yeah. And so it ensues one of the awesome 
action scenes. Mm -hmm. like, all of this is cool action. So uh, definitely, um, you know, uh, it turns out that uh, Dwayne <laughs> is downstairs. Yep. Uh, and um, so uh, Haim and, and Michael are kind of dealing with him. Michael's knocked out because he's useless. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And so um, they're battling about, and eventually um, Sam grabs his bow and fires an arrow at Dwayne. Yeah. But it doesn't work. You uh, missed. You missed, sucker. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Haim's got another good line. Only once. Only once, pal. Only once, pal. Yeah, you're kidding. Yeah. Bruce Willis just writing this stuff down. <laughs> okay. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so he pins him to the stereo and plays an awesome song. Yeah, some NXS and some Jimmy yeah. Pines. Yeah. Uh, doing Good Times, which is an awesome Fucking song. Awesome song. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he dies. Death by stereo. Uh, and then upstairs... Um, they're um, chasing after uh, the Frog Brothers are chasing after Sky and Laddie because they're like let's just stake them right right. but they get trapped by the deadly Paul that's it yeah and uh, he comes up and he whacks away their, their tools yep. and backs them into the bathroom yep they look down at the garlic and he's like garlic doesn't work right and they go try holy water Sploosh, and Sploosh. they start to burn him a little bit, yeah. but really it's not enough, but it kind of does disorient him. Yeah. But He's luckily, yeah. luckily a key grip. <laughs> grabs the, the dog again Kid. by the fur and the ears, <laughs> the wings him straight. And so no wonder the dog's agitated when he lands on the vampire. I know. And so this pushes the vampire, um, with Paul, into the, oh. into the water, yep. starts to sizzle, and then he just has a wicked death. Like yeah. just a gooey, splashy, gory. Everything's oh, exploding. Yeah. There's moisture and blood and Snot everywhere. Everywhere. It's heinous. Yeah, that is the uh, absolutely the rainy scene because the kitchen is flooded too. He's oh, killed yeah. all the pipes. Um, so they wiped out two. Yes. Uh, and, and one already died the night before. That really only leaves one left. That's right. Um, but at this time, uh, Sam comes upstairs and meets with the Frog Brothers and they're like, Whoa, loving the what they're doing. Uh, uh, but at that time, Laddie decides that time to freak out. To vamp, yeah, vamp for up. sure. So he, he bursts out of the bed with a, like a wind machine. Oh, I know. It's like, <laughs> fabulous. It's pretty awesome. Like, oh, the, the wind is going, and like yeah. the, the shred of the mattress is kind of waving in the air. It's like one of those like uh, discount like car lots with the, like wavy arm guys. Like a wacky, waving, inflatable, flailing tube man. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and so they they chase after him, yeah. um, but uh, Sky gets in the way and it's star, like, yeah, yeah. star, Sky, it's okay. whatever. It's whatever. A, some moonbeam, yeah. 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 Insert even, name here. Uh, even, even Michael makes that joke about her parents being hippies, right? Yeah. You just, like you say, insert whatever. Who makes that joke? Uh, Michael. 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 <laughs> oh, now we're going into full like arrested development. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hello, Michael. Michael. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow. Tricks are what whores do. <laughs> True. It's an illusion, Michael. That's anyway. right. Uh, so, um, but it turns out uh, David stays behind and he's like beating up Michael. Yep. Yeah. He, he flies at him a few times and smacks him around. Yep. And eventually drives Michael to the point where he transforms as well. Yep. Uh, and they have a little battle. Yeah. So we, yeah. we, we kind of did this slightly out of order, but it was uh, the, the scene where um, with this death by stereo. Yeah. And then as they're downstairs, as they try to go upstairs, that's when David Oh, I'm sorry. No, yes. no, don't worry. That's I mean, right. Because he smacks Michael. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Keeps him down. Yep. yep. Um, so, yep. He kind of leaps at him and gets like a scratch. Yeah. And then flies at him again. You hear that kind of that bat sonary yeah. sound. Squeak, and then squeak. Yep. Yeah. Smacks him again. Yep. Uh, and then, like you say, then he transforms. Uh, it's totally like a total shipwreck. Yep. Um, and then David and Michael start to fight. Yep. And, uh, you know, at first it's just like Michael getting pounded, but, you know, um, 
he goes full vamp. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty wild, and it's cool, and, and again, Kiefer's so awesome in this. When he's, like, slammed against the wall, and he's like, my turn. Yeah. And uh, launches back. I don't know what it is, and it, I don't, it kind of bothers me, okay? Shoot. Whenever, it's like whenever you become a vampire, you just forget everything. Like, you forget that, hey, I can also, like, punch and kick the fuck out of people. Like, they just, they leap at each other with their claws. Oh, the full Bella Lugosi run at each other? It's pretty good. Like, why do they forget how did? why do the vamps don't have any guns? Like, what do they just wise up? Well. It's so weird. I think you're just high on being, like, vamped up, like, vampy powers. You're like, well, I want to try this out. Like, how good is this? Yeah, I know. (laughs) You start start walking really awkward. Here's my problem. What happened to Max's hair when he turns into a vampire? Because it goes from, like, having, like, pretty good, like, Vidal Sassoon to like suddenly <laughs> it looks like oh no someone <laughs> stapled a wig onto like a fucking dummy it's a ridiculously bad hair I'm like, it's so bad yeah it's just uh, anyway whatever it's all special so, effects and stuff right yeah big big fight um, between David and Michael yeah. uh, it, it Michael gets slammed against the uh, open uh, pantry door or whatever it is yeah, uh, where the horns are again, yeah right? manages to flip around David and stab him through the body with some horns, I guess, work. Totally. No, it's definitely horns. So he's yeah. like dead. That's yeah. it. And uh, uh, and he gets a little like angelic moment. Uh, yes. Not no, the creepy yeah. kids. Like yeah. it's all the chorus of children from the corn. Of, yeah. Like just well, standing around. Well, and that same around. key grip has a fucking spotlight on him. Oh yeah. Like, oh my back. It's from this dog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Been lifting huskies all day. <laughs> Pretty bad. <laughs> That's the best euphemism. You know. What do you what do you do today? Oh, I was lifting huskies. It's like it's like code for like fucking the worst job ever. Totally. <laughs> that would be the worst job. I there mean, it is. No one wants an angry husky to try yeah. to hurl at someone else. Though. That's it. So when when you yeah when you can't go anywhere, you're Gandalf. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you are. Yeah. All when right. you um when when you've been doing the worst shit job all day, you've been lifting huskies. I think. <laughs> Why are you resting your dogs? Because I've been lifting huskies. Like it's Bam! Just, no kidding. Here's a cold one. Psst. <laughs> Lifting huskies. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, <Good. All> right. <laughs> anyway, so um, uh, so Star runs in to go talk to Michael. She's like, yeah. okay, like you're thinking, yeah. you know what? Now that David's dead, everything should be good. Yeah, and they're kind of checking each other and stuff. And the frogs come running down, and you know what? They think they killed the head vampire. So you know, they're but they're waiting. Yeah, and you can see Michael is still completely still in full vamp mode. That's right. Just at that time, though. Coincidentally, Max and Lucy make it home. Yeah. And they kind of come running in, and it's always like, I'm wondering if Max was like, well, if they think there's really vampires there, we should definitely go in and see. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, lures are back, and then, you know, you get that cutscene of, like, Max looking at David, and David's like, like you say, he's not even his, his growth went back. I know. Like, he's perfectly smooth now. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, like someone, yeah, that guy who, like, throwing the huskies that has to shave him and stuff. shave or... Kiefer. There's no euphemism. <laughs> no, no kidding. shaving the Kiefer? He's shaving the Kiefer. <laughs> oh, sounds Australian. Ah, um, right. Yep. Shaving the Kiefer. And then, interestingly, yeah. Max, like, he has that change. He's like, you know what? Yeah. I'm sorry. You yeah. know, and he, he's, he's really kind of sympathetic to all of this. He's not shocked by seeing a dead kid, yeah, yeah. like, stuck to a bunch of horns. Yeah. Um, and he makes that, like, kind of that um, pronouncement of, yeah. you know, boys need a mother. Yeah. And uh, and, and she's like, what, what do you mean? I thought that my boys, uh, your boys, and my boys. And he turns around, and he turns back, and he's, like, in full vampire makeup with oh. that Vidal Sassoon. Wig. That's right. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, and so we find out he is the head vampire. And yep. so right away, um, Michael hops out of the shadows and is... Um, 
you're not invited now, Max. Yep. And runs at him. They also find out that that's the reason um, he was able to to avoid their detection was because they invited him. Right. You never invite like a vampire at your home, silly boy. That's it. It takes yeah. away all your power against him. Yeah, never is. go against a Sicilian yeah. with death is on the line. Yeah, well, have gained power. He comes right out for it, you know. For so sure. yeah, <clears throat> Michael runs in again. The same fucking move. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Claws out. I know. So then he gets thrown over the banister. Yep. Uh, and uh, Sam or the Frog Brothers try to get him with a lamp or a spear somehow. Yeah, just uh, but he blast. just launches them back. Yep. And Sam tries to get him as well. But he grabs Sam in a headlock, and he's like, he tries to say, like, if you if, if you want Sam to be dead, then I'll kill him, or else you can come and be my bride. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. So she's coming up. Uh, it's looking grim. I think it's going to be a sad ending. Here. Well, I mean, Max goes right. so far as to, like, have his mouth open and about to gorge her neck. Yeah. Uh, but then suddenly... <whistles> La Cucaracha! <whistles> yep. And uh, Grandpa... Uh, it's, and I never knew this, but he backs into the, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the, the side house. Of the, side of the house, side yeah. Side of the house, which launches these massive sharpened stakes that he's always had in the back. Right. And one jams right into Max. So this seems like a massive stroke of luck. Because Such if you like, stroke launch a bunch of spears forward with all your family standing there yeah. asynchronously, yeah. chances are you're going to hit someone other than just the head vampire. Basically. So he was hedging his bets pretty hard. He was probably just sick of having them there in the first place. Like he already <laughs> talks about having too many guests. Yeah, going after his rupee. So it's really win-win. You had to get <laughs> those double stuffed Oreos are all mine now, motherfuckers. <laughs> so exactly that. He luckily stabs. I want someone to myth bust this. I want someone to back into their house. You'll never recreate that. <laughs> it's not, it's impossible for sure. <laughs> so um, uh, Max is dead. You can see that Michael's turned back. Yeah. Laddie comes down. He's fine. Yep. Yeah. Um, everybody, everything is done. Everything is, everybody's happy. Uh, and grandpa kind of shuffles in to the kitchen to go grab himself a root beer and everybody's hugging and, uh, but they're waiting for the hug from grandpa. That's right? it. Cause Diane Reese is like, dad, dad. And he's, he's, and I love, it's pretty cool. Cause it's all lit by the fridge. Mm-hmm. And he's like, one thing I hated about this town, too many damn vampires. Slam. Boom, 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 boom. Film. Pretty good. All right. Well, uh, we should serve our public. That's it? And where, how would you do that? Well, by going to a little money place. Let's do this. Someone set a fire in your car because it took too long and I got bored. <laughs> money, please. So, uh, you know, there's some very interesting business happening here but some businesses are tread the razor's edge right and uh we try to keep a pretty wholesome show here pretty fucking wholesome show okay okay but sometimes a business so extreme will come and uh beg not beg but demand our services and this one i'm not even accepting money for i'm just scared to say no got it okay so i'm terrified so i'm hoping i do it justice so that i don't get slaughtered and so i was approached by a business uh, that, uh, uh, you know, likes to clean house. Okay. And that is Maid Runner. Oh. Yes. Maid Services. By, uh, it could be people. It could be synthetics. How do you know? Well, you know, they've cleaned a lot of things you people wouldn't even believe. <laughs> All those moments lost in time. 
like tears in the rain. Time to die, mold. Oh. Maid runner. Oh. Yeah. I would not refuse those folks. No. No. You know, it's funny you talk about having a wholesome show because yeah. uh, I, I just got thrown so much money <laughs> to do this that I, I'm actually a little bit ashamed, uh. but, but not. Uh. So, you know, Tristan, <clears throat> sometimes when you're trying to get pregnant, yeah. fertility services are pretty boring. Like, yeah, pretty boring. I wish they'd jazz it up a bit. I, I wish they would jazz it up a bit. Yeah. Like maybe give it like, I don't know, like an Old West theme. Ooh. So we were approached this week by a, a really an innovative group um, of a, people called Wombstone. <laughs> and so, you know, here's a nice thing to kind of maybe add a little bit more role playing to things. Like okay. you've got, you know, um, Try It Slurp, who, who could be like maybe a sexy cowboy or, um, you know, Cock Holiday. You know, I'm your Fuckleberry. Uh, I was also thinking about um, Squirrely Throbrocious. Uh, so, you know what? Bringing a little bestiality to the whole thing. So, if you're tired of, you know, traditional fertility services, try a little bit of Wombstone in your life. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, good one. So yeah. there's actually a lot of really interesting parenting that goes on in this. And, and family yeah. is such a, a, a huge theme, right? Like yeah. even from Max, who is kind of a father and trying to create a better family for his kids, mm-hmm. however, you know, truant and too sexy they may be. <laughs> um, you know, I really, I, I can't get over how much, like I really liked Diane's like parenting style. Yeah. She really like, especially with Michael, like he's yeah. a, he's a difficult, he's moody, he's a teenager. A teenager turning into a vampire, like, yeah. could it be any shittier? Yeah. Um, but she never really gives up on him. And, and even though she can be firm and she mm-hmm. can be um, specific, um, she's also really tender and really thoughtful. And I think, yeah. you know, the way that they eased out of this transition from leaving, you know, their family, their father, who we never, again, like, talk about all that much, yeah. and then trying to create this new life for him. Even when she doesn't have a penny, she's still, like, upbeat. She's happy. She's got a good heart. And even like, you know, the Prince of Darkness can recognize that so much so that he tries to bring her into the fold. So, I mean, yeah. I think one of the things I'm really trying to take away from this is, you know, you're going to go through ups in your life and you're going to go through downs. Mm-hmm. But it's really, really important to always put your best foot forward yeah. and, uh, and to be that positive influence and, you know, try to connect with your kids, even mm-hmm. when it seems like they don't want to give a shit about what's going on with you. Yeah. So that was my big takeaway. Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a nice one too. I agree with that. Um, for me, it was, it was, I don't know, uh, less about parenting, but recognizing when to reinforce some, some really, maybe not good behavior, but great instincts. And that is, um, you know, uh, to kind of Sam and Michael's relationship being siblings and just, they looked out for each other. Mm. You know, there was always like affection, even then they were like pissed off at each other and <laughs> things like that, you know? Yeah. But there, there was like, they had each other's back and they, they really made sure uh, both of them, that 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 was important, you know, and relied on each other when they were kind of at their most uh, maybe vulnerable or or in the most dangerous situations. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. And so, yeah, I want to make sure that my my kids, that they the siblings have each other's backs, that they are like, okay, you know what? There's a lot of ups and downs in the world, but I want to make sure um, we we look out for each other, that we build this kind of relationship. Like we're we're lucky we we're 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 friends here and and um you know i'm not a lot of i know a lot of siblings that maybe aren't as close as we are and i i have a lot of friends i know we both have friends that are i'm not trying to brag but are but are envious of that kind of 
Oh, no. no, no, no. We're very fortunate. I couldn't yeah. agree more. So I want to just make sure that I reinforce that. Yeah. You know what? Um, let's let's have each other's backs. Let's look out for each other and keep each other safe when we can. Totally. So to me, that's that's my big takeaway out of that. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. But I mean, um, you know, um, before we recorded this, I was, I was a bit tired. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a bit like, ugh. You know, uh, uh, it's been a long day. But I'm glad we did. I'm glad we we toughed through this, that we decided to kind of power through this, because it, it feels good. Like, I really like that. And you yeah. know what? You got my back. You go, and, and, and when I'm feeling low, you help pump me up, and, and uh, vice versa, I hope. And, and we, you know, oh, we always gosh, get each other's back. And like 100%. So, you know, I always appreciate that. And, and you do a lot for me. Oh, so. I would do anything for you. Well, anything? Yeah, of course, anything. Name it. Well, I mean, Michael, Michael, Michael. I don't know. Um, I guess it's, shit, I can't even think of anything, to be honest. Really? Nothing? Really, I've got nothing. I got, well, okay, well, if, if, gun to my head. Right. If you, if you could do one last thing for me. If we go get your fucking shine box. Ah, you know what's the one thing I didn't want to do? <laughs> this has been Get Your Shine Box with Chris Ham and Tristan Ham. Special thanks to Ross Smith for the intro and outro music. Extra special thanks to the three geeky dads for just being awesome guys. Check out their podcast as well. And if you want to hear past episodes, go to wherever you consume podcasts, even Apple. Bye.